Hi, podcasting from New York. They say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This is Pushing Boundaries. Most of today's commentary on complex social issues is binary, unproductive, and flat-out lazy. With this podcast, I'm looking to hopefully elevate these conversations, and as a lifelong educator, hopefully learn a few things along with you. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Pushing Boundaries. Black man, my story. My guest today is Rashawn. Well, let me let me say that right. Let me say that correctly. Let me say uh, that's right. Abio Doom or Sean Abanjo. Abanjo, is that correct? That's right. That's not right, not Abanjo, but Banjo. And I'm gonna I'm gonna politely correct you just a, a little bit. Um, you know that's a Nigerian name, so you normally get four or five with them. So it's Abio Doom. Oyibo Wale Rashawn Banjo. Uh, my father is Nigerian and uh, guilty as charged. She gave me that nice long name. Well, you know that's a dope name, man. That is a dope name. So let me let me go. Let me get your bio here, and I want to uh want to read that so our audience knows who you are. So Abio Dun Rashawn Banjo is a committed educational leader who is dedicated to the social economic development of underserved communities. He brings a long time far. He was being a long time Far Rockaway resident. Rashawn has excelled as a professional basketball player, stockbroker, and committed educator. Rashawn holds a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship and small business management and a master's degree in educational leadership. Rashawn's goal is to encourage economic empowerment in historically underserved and undeveloped areas. All right, welcome, Rashawn. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you. Listen, man, you know, we, we've been doing this, this series and I really wanted to get you on and have this conversation with you because I, I believe that you're a dynamic brother and I think that you have some, 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 some key wisdom to offer our, our people out there in terms of older, older gentlemen and younger gentlemen and even women alike, you know, in terms of what it means to be you. So, you know, what does it mean for you to be you? And, you know, usually we start this with, you know, identifying who you are. You're a black man. Well, first and foremost, I want to say thank you. I mean, um, Creating a platform uh, to where the stories of black men are at the forefront is uh, uh, very rare, to say the least. And I think, to, to, your, to, to your credit, building a platform that allows us to speak through our challenges and through a story atmosphere is even more beneficial because what it does is allows uh, us as men and us as even uh, um, people in the culture, right, uh, women aside, uh, we can connect to people when we see, hear the authentic stories. And I think you b bring that uh, platform out in a really intentional way. Um, so just talking a little bit about me, uh, I think um, my journey through life is, is, is a story in and of itself. You know, I started in Far Rockaway, Queens, um, a place where you're not given much and expected even less. And the stories and, 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 and challenges that I've overcome throughout my life are not astronomical. I mean, I think I, I embody a lot of uh, the, the, the stories and lineage of the people that I grew around. I think what um, afforded me anything, a different outcome is a family that was really deeply rooted in church, um, a mother that was unwavering in her dedication to her children, and, and honestly, God's grace, right? So just letting me see the, um, 
through challenges and through difficulties and be able to come out on the other side. And that's why I think my story is important so that other people, other young men, other people in general see that and, and can either learn from it, emulate it, or have it as the inspirational piece through the challenges that they face. Well, I know that you're a man, but what makes you a black man? Ah, that's, that's, that's complex. And even in this space, I think it's even more intentional. You know, I'm a black man, um, not just because of the color of my skin. I'm a black man because um, I, come from, I come from greatness. I have a direct lineage to um, Nigeria, uh, where I come from, the Yoruba people. And in a town called Ijebu, uh, my family is prominent. And when you go and you go to a place where you are recognized by the name of your last name and you see people that look like you that um, that 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 run the economies, that run the social networks, that run the political atmospheres, you, you start to understand and carry yourself in a different space. And that's why it's really important that people, even if you do have a really distant lineage to African continent, you find some connection to where that power root is because there, there, there is something for everybody in the continent of, 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 for people of color because that's where we derive from. So I'm black because not just because I am the color of my skin. I'm black because the ancestors before me laid the groundwork, died and sacrificed, and and that puts me not just a part of the culture, a part of the people. Mm, it's dope, man. It's dope. So you know that's that's deep in terms of the, the lineage and the heritage that you talked about, and you being first there, you know, so a first class citizen. And, and your name, you know, you know, being something meaningful over there, you know, and, and I'm sure that, you know, being, you know, having that, you know, that, that knowledge of, of, of self from over there and coming here and seeing something very different and feeling something different, you know, um, I just want to move to the next question, just keeping that in mind, you know, so what is, so you, you just gave us the context of who you are as a black man and, and your cultural relevance. So what is true about you based on, and let's, 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 attach this to the current stereotypes that we hear in the media and the news and, and we, and we hear in our communities, what is true about you in terms of those stereotypes? Mm, mm, that's, that's good. I do want to walk back a little bit. I, I'm not born from the continent. Um, I'm natively born in the U S I didn't get my experience in understanding some of my heritage until I was 27 years old. Wow. Uh, that was the first time that I went back to the continent. So I didn't want to get it misconstrued that um, that was the foremost. I had to rediscover um, some of those principles. And to, to, to your second question, um, I identified a lot with the stereotypical basketball player. Um, I did identify uh, to the stereotypical um, young African youth who was misunderstood, right? Um, because I had allowed um, societal factors to impose those things upon me, right? And it wasn't until I get to college and I realize that I am a basketball player, but I don't want to be a communications major. I don't want to be a sports agent. I want to go into business. Um, it's not until I start to challenge those things, right? Those, those, those um, preconceived, pre preconceived net notions of what black men are supposed to be that you start to see what your true personality is. Mm. And, and so, I am a person that is looking for continual challenge because I find that you only find your true self through some type of adversity. Mm. Thank you, man. Thank you for sharing that. And what's not true about you and switching gears. So, so we, 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 we know what's true about you. and What's not true in terms of those stereotypes. I mean, you grew up in far Rockaway. We know far Rockaway has a reputation, right? 
That's right. That's right. Sometimes the best asking about that, right? So tell us about that. Music gonna take it first before we ask for it, right? Right. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, um, some of that's not true about me. You know, um, I think on a face value, when you see somebody who comes up from my upbringing, you're not, you're not, you don't think that he or that that person is going to be um, welcome. In, in spaces that are not predominantly um, people of color, but I am. Um, a lot of my social circles are, are people that are not from my upbringing or my economic circles. Um, I, I, I think there's, um, what's, what's not us, right? And, and what, what everybody thinks is us is the fact that we want more and we're demanding more. I think we expect more. Um, you're starting to see some of the atmosphere around Far Rockaway improve and that's a response to the people in the community wanting more so i think um what what's what's not me kind of to answer the question i'm sorry i kind of kind of spun it around a little bit what's not me and, and what people may think of me when they see me is that i'm more than meets the eye i'm i'm still learning i'm still evolving um uh, i think brother you gave me a word that the process right which means that it's a, it's a series of processes that continues to build itself in the, in the sense that's reciprocal, but you're still evolving each step. And that's, I think that's who I am. So let's say that again, because we got a little, it, 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 we fizzled out a little bit there. Tell us, I gave you a word. Talk about that word again. So we can hear it. Cause I think it, 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 iterative and don't, 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 don't Google me on it yet. Cause I didn't use it three times. It's not part of my, my language yet, but okay. it's iterative. It, it, the way I took that um, and, and from another concept is that um, it's always ongoing, right? It's always evaluative. It's always growing, you know? So although you may see, think it's an end, it's more or less a process for you to maybe reflect, look at where you are and then continue to, to, to move in a, in, a, in a forward progress. So I think I'm um, a lot of where I see myself in life is iterative. You know, it's not a, it's not a win or failure. It's, it's, it's a process and taking the data from that event and moving on and becoming stronger as a result of it. Now, now let's dig deeper, you know, a little deeper. So, you, you know, I know you're, you, you've, in terms of your life experiences, you've gone through a, a collage of experiences that have could uh, develop you to be the man you are today, you know? And I know one of the things are you are a husband, you are a father, you know, um, and you're, you're an educated man and you're, and you're um, one of the leaders of your household. And of your family, right? And and you also come from, uh, from a two parent household, right? That's correct. So so you so you so so that that narrative is very different, right? And so in this collage of experiences that you've gone through, it helps shape you, right? And so if if people wanted to know some of the formulas for success in in getting to where you are, what would it be in terms of your your journey? That's a great question. Um... I, I think uh, I think one word that comes to me um, is, is like uh, someone like moderation. You know, I have to really um, give my mother shout outs because the upbringing that I had was so rare that that many people would either break or falter because of it. But it was so beautiful in the sense that if you did become out of it, you you, you were ready for whatever life was able to throw at you. You know, being from where we were. My mother didn't allow us to kind of live at the socioeconomic world that we were, were surrounded by. You know, we were in chess club, we were in karate, 
So you were forced to see a different side of the world, even though you live in, in somewhat what people would regard as poverty standards, right? Um, my education was always at the expectation to go to college. So even though I was in a situation where people were maybe not dropping out of high school, I never had an, a, a different expectation. And so um, I, I think this, you have to have a little bit of being broken, a little bit of being rich, right? You have, to be a, you have to have a little bit of being comfortable and a little bit of being punched in your mouth. And I think over the course of my life, I think those lessons and learning from those um, has gotten me to the place that we are. And, and everybody has that in their life. And that's something that we really need to connect with. All of us have challenges that we have to overcome, but overcoming it is the precipice upon us going to the next step in our lives. We cannot con continue to look at challenges and problems as the roadblock. They are, in many cases, the answers to other problems that we have not yet connected to. Mm. Um, I know that's a little bit complex, um, but I do think it's, it's, it's something important to say for your community that, you know, we, when we see something, we see it as a major roadblock. We have to look at overcoming things and learning from them because that's the precipice for them. For, for us to become great. All right, so now I got another question for you. I know I'm gonna take you off of God a little bit, but you know, um, one of the things that they often express is how, you know, men, you know, men and especially black men are, are unemotional. And so how do you show emotion? Uh, you know, how do you show your feelings when you're upset, you're sad, and, and how do you express yourself as a man? That's emotion. a learning process for me. I'm, I think I'm, that might be one of the uh, quote unquote pro, uh, stereotypical things as a man that I'm, I have a problem with, but, but being reflective, um, I know that I have to create those um, areas of communication. So I've started to write more. Um, we have to be unapologetic and not scared to venture into other areas of communication. Um, I've started to write more. I've started to um, make sure that I share something like like with gentlemen like yourself um make sure to have connections to other sources of influence that are positive and reinforcing right you know in a, some of our conversations we, we can challenge even our own thoughts and it's a it's a safe space and you have to create that and i'd say with at least two other men right um and if you're a woman two other women right and i think sex has something to play with that because to some degree you can see ideologically through my eyes a little bit Right, and you can see it through my responsibility level as opposed to um, somebody from the opposite sex. So I would say you have to have those people around you that can kind of bounce ideas, bounce issues, bounce uh, kind of um, problems off of because they give you a different perspective. Hmm. Well said, well said. And what and 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 so as a, as a father, you know, who I mean, you you you're a father today, and and how did you learn to be a father in I mean, how, how, how do you know what you're doing? I mean, how does that, how is that working for you? You got to, you got to know that you just don't know what you're doing and just live in that fact. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, you take the best of what was given to you, right? You marry that with the best of hopefully who your companion is and, and the best that they've experienced and you put it together, right? And, and you do a concerted and it's an iterative process, right? Like, you never know if you're doing great. Maybe at some graduation at high school, you get, like, a shout-out, right? 
but I have a 10-year-old. I have a two-year-old. I don't really look for too many pats on the backs just yet. My evaluation of, of them being a meet good and parent is that they're prepared, right? Like they're prepared for what life has to throw at them. You know, my conversations with my daughter are starting to evolve into how does life look at her as a black woman, right? That to me is part of, I think, my role. And, and of course, there's a lot of other things that I'm starting to learn. Like I'm an emotional coach. I'm supposed to chill eat when she's not feeling correct and all that kind of other stuff that's coming out in young teenager girl world. But the precipice is that I have to be here to protect and to prepare her, right? Because she is a young black woman coming into society that wants to impose its own values upon her. Mm. Mm. And I have to be intentional about her being who, having the right and freedom. And as we understand in this space, having the freedom to be who she is as a black woman. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure that a lot of brothers will, will hear that and understand that. A lot of fathers will hear that and understand that. And you definitely enlightened us on that. So, you know, just, just, you know, moving forward and just fast forwarding in terms of who you are today, current day, you know, where, where, where you know, what's going on with you today? What's your passion? You know, what are you into? What's happening? You know, tell us what, what's, what, what's driving you today in terms of your work and continuing your legacy. Well, well, of course, thank you for asking me. My, my pursuit around education is continuing to learn more about the space of education and how I can you know, influence um, um, students to, to, to high achievement. Um, but on the, on, the, on the flip side of that, um, I'm really trying to do some really, uh, some really direct community work. Um, through my uh, nonprofit organization, Paul Rock Strong and Team Crate, we've done a number of community service outreach. Um, we've done hosted for the past four consecutive Saturdays, uh, charity food drives with the local church and other community um, board organizations. We've uh, collaborated on two successful marches and protests of the uh, death at the hands of police departments, um, excuse me, uh, the deaths of unarmed black men by the hands of uh, law enforcement personnel. Uh, we've organized youth uh, rallies and um, advocating the voices around um, programs being cut, like some youth employment and other um, really important programs that really exist for the uh, black and brown communities. But alongside that, um, my initiative is about being part of the plan, right? A lot of the, a lot of the angst that we feel in, in this current space is because communities of color have been underserved for far too long. Um, we've seen redlining, we've seen educational disparities, we've seen uh, various uh, social economic barriers being placed upon our communities that do not allow us to accumulate wealth. Um, my, some of my most recent work has been indirectly trying to tackle that inequality. Uh, we've done seminars around um, financial literacy, uh, budgeting skills. We've done uh, talks around uh, beginning investments. And we're starting some work around uh, crowdfunding and uh, purchasing land and real estate with the hopes of uh, preserving rapidly gentrifying neighborhoods. Um, in many cases, neighborhoods around New York City do great, right? And they gentrify and, they, and, and, and a great influx of um, new economies flows through these communities. However, people who have been longstanding uh, citizens of those communities don't have an opportunity to um, enjoy the same uh, profitability that comes with the economic uh, uh, boom. And so I think that it's really important to be intentional, that the people have uh, opportunity to either own 
to live or to rent at modest uh, uh, rates and to preserve the cultures of these communities that's been longstanding. So that alongside with some of the youth development work that I've been putting together has been my main focus. And I really think that it's important that we continue to drive this conversation. You know, your conversations, along with a, a number of other podcasts, really focusing on various er areas of the African-American, black and brown um, space and community are more necessary now than other otherwise. Because we can't continue to have the marches without really formalizing the plan, having the discussions, but then putting the plans to actions to really affect change the way we want to see it. Mm. Well said, man. Well said. You know, at, th at this at this time, man. You know, we've reached the end of uh, this episode, man. You gave us a lot of jewels, man, and I, and I and I know that our listeners are going to be uh, thankful and appreciative of what you offered today. You know, is there a plug that you have for us? And uh, well, give us one. Give us advice, and then I want you to plug your business on the way out. So, so one advice I do have is for us to, um, in this pandemic, in this epidemic to take time to reflect. You know, it's really tough, it's really easy to get crazy and really rush to either run outside to a bar or figure out to get your head done. But let's take time to reflect on how this, how this is gonna impact us, our families, and then, then along our communities. Um, and secondly, my real, uh, real estate uh, website has just been released, victorylatrealty.com. We'll be doing one-on-one -on -one consultations around wealth building. Uh, financial literacy and uh, beginning terms of investing and with all all of the hopes around communal um, sort of like economic growth and I really thank you for the opportunity to really share my message I've getting trying to get better and better at the presentation but I really feel like these conversations are important um, and, and it really gives us a platform to really tell our stories and I really say thank you brother for the opportunity Listen, man, I don't think this is then. I think there's great chemistry between us. I think I'm going to have you back for another episode. I have another topic that I just thought about, and I want to bring you back on that. And so definitely, I think um, there's chemistry there, and I think we need to hear your voice more. You have a lot to offer. And so we want to, we want to make sure that we get another opportunity to hear you. So thank right. you for being on the show. And, um, you know, we, we definitely were enlightened, and, uh, you know, this is well worth the time, and, and you've been an added value to this series. And so thank you for that. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pushing Boundaries. Once again, my name is Sharif Rucker. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor by commenting, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with everyone you know. All of these things are free and take very little effort, but would mean the world to me. Thanks again, and stay tuned.